On today's episode, it's time for the Cinemaxies. Our 2018 Movie Awards ceremony begins now. This is Cinemaxtic. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to uh, episode 16 of Cinemaxtic, a podcast about movies. And today is the day we are doing the Cinemaxies, our 2018 movie award show that we've uh, we've been uh, putting in the old think tank for the past two or three weeks, coming up with the best categories possible for this podcast. And uh, I can't wait to uh, tell you guys what are uh, what are. Uh, awards are going to be for this year and what what our nominee who our nominees will be and more importantly who our winners will be because we're doing it all in one podcast um so very excited to get that going as always i'm your host max leadham at max fozzy with my friends tanner rush and tim reichmuth tanner and tim how are we doing buddies you first uh i feel like an all-star i've got my game on i'm ready to play Damn right you are, my friend. Tanner, how could you possibly top that? I can't. I'm feeling pretty good, though. Feeling good, too. I got my coffee ready. I'm ready to do this thing. But before we dive into our Cinemaxies movie awards, there were some juicy bits of news that I wanted to cover a little bit. Just some just some things I wanted to go over uh, that I thought maybe you guys would want to hear about now rather than two weeks from now. So why not do a little bit of movie coverage while we do this? So without further ado, our first segment is going to be in the news. Uh, so guys, there's a couple uh, trailers that came out recently. Um, let's talk about Hellboy first. Hellboy released its second. Yeah, let's uh, talk about red, this red band trailer. Uh, it's officially rated R. I think this looks like a ton of fun. I loved the rendition of Smoke on the Water. I know Tanner did. That's the first thing he said to me when I walked in the door. He said, "Man, did you see that Hellboy trailer? Because Smoke on the Water in that was great. That grungy remix." And I said, "Wow, amen, brother." Uh, but it looks like a lot of fun. I think it's a it's a, a fresh take on the Hellboy movie franchise, c- considering what we got with Guillermo del Toro was a more heavy take. I, I, it's not like it was super dark. There is definitely levity in it. But this one seems to be taking the role of action comic book movie, uh, very much so in the name of Deadpool and maybe some Marvel combined in the tone. Uh, so what do you guys think of this trailer? Tanner, what'd you think? I hated everything about go. this. I hated it. Look, okay, you I'm still going to, to allow that it might be a perfectly enjoyable movie in its own right. But it it just it continually shows to have missed the mark in terms of like an accurate representation of the source material. So that bothers me. On top of that, the film just looks cheap and not very like all the the humor bits in the trailer just did not land for me like i i just wasn't engaged at any point while watching it everything about it put me off see it's interesting because i've looked around the internet and uh i typically would see if some people were very upset that it's not following the source material 
I'm not seemingly seeing that. Maybe you have. I haven't been seeing many people saying, like, this is a blatant disrespect to the source material. I haven't been seeing that. So I'm curious to see why you, well, why I think a lot of be. people are, most people, I think, and I'm not basing this on anything, but it seems to me most people who are familiar with Hellboy are familiar with him through the Guillermo del Toro films. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just excited to have another Hellboy film. I mean, take this guy, for instance, on Reddit. User JuicyNips95 says, this looks like a lot of fun. What do you have to say? <laughs> well, if JuicyNips95 thinks it looks good, then... I think his word goes at this sure. point, Tanner. Tim? Um, uh, <laughs> Tanner has a lot. He, uh, what, what else? Uh, Tanner, what else do you have? No, let let, let Tim, Tim go. What's your bit? What's your bit, Tim? Well, I really want to hear what Tanner has to say. I do too. I'm more interested in what he has to say. But what I'll, do you think I'll of say the trailer, one thing: though? there's a there's a lot of blood for a trailer, a lot of it. I must I have watched. It. I must have watched the Green Band trailer because yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't see any blood in the well, trailer. I, I watched, watched it on YouTube, and it looked it looked good. But I have no knowledge of uh, his background, his backstory, so I have no I have no expectation going into this movie. So, from my perspective, it looks like it's going to be a, a fun movie. I don't know how good it's going to be, but it's worth a watch. Uh, someone brings up a great point. Uh, no matter how good the movie is, it's going to suffer from being right between Endgame and Shazam. This is what I said uh, like a month or two ago when we brought this up. It's just the release window is horrible for this it's like with Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy 2 came out I think like two weeks before the Dark Knight Mm -hmm. um and I think there was another movie on the other side of that that, but that that, it it just killed it yeah I think what was also really cool in this trailer was uh Hellboy riding a dragon with a flaming sword that was pretty cool see I like that Mm. because Hellboy 1 and 2 they, I mean, they kept it very grounded for the what it was. It is grounded. But Hellboy's, I mean... Does he never ride a dragon? No. I think he does. No. Why is he riding a dragon in the trailer? Because some dork thought it looked cool and then put it in a movie. Well, that <laughs> dork is right. They probably watched Game Just of like Thrones. Just like Juicy Nips 95 is. Well, the director has directed some episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's like, you know, be cool. spacing on his name right now. Um. Oh, uh, you're thinking of um, uh, Jack Noren. No. Uh, Lindsay Pale. No. Neil Marshall. Scott. Neil Marshall. Nico. Yeah, Neil Marshall. He also did The Descent, which is kind of like a cult horror film a lot of people like. But he's also done a lot of direct to DVD schlock action films. What are schlock action films? Like, just cheesy bad. Ooh. Those are the best. Sure. Hmm. I just I don't know. It looks like fun. I'm I'm excited to see it. I and I like David Harbour. I think that guy's got a lot of charisma. He's the best one of the best parts about Stranger. I Games. like him too. I think he was a great. Honestly, I thought he was a great choice for Hellboy. But um, I here's again. I'm not sure if I said this the last time we talked about this. I think if you want to do a really good um, Hellboy film that captures basically the spirit of Hellboy is it would need to be animated because so much of Hellboy is the visuals. It's the art of it. It's um, the visual storytelling that Mike Mignola is able to convey through the illustrations. 
Hellboy it's, it's into half the... half the experience is the art. Hellboy into the seven rings of hell. And this trailer just visually... See what I did there? ...looks yep. nothing like... On an aesthetic level, does not resemble Hellboy. You know, I um, a couple things I think I would offer and 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 um, rebuttal is they saw what happened with the Golden Army and that it fell flat on its face, though it was somewhat well received. I think they want to open up Hellboy as a brand and um, maybe make it appeal to more of the masses. Maybe by being less inspired by its um, its comic grounds and maybe opening it up to a person who wouldn't necessarily be into the graphic novels, but someone who's into modern day superhero movies as a whole. I think that could be a smart step for a franchise that kind of, you know, desperately needs um, maybe a kick in the pants. Agreed, because, you know, if... You don't have to watch Shazam or Infinity War or Endgame, I mean. And so need I say Hellboy. again, Juicy Nips 95 says it looks like a lot of fun. I wonder what he said about no. The Last Jedi. No. So, um, as we were saying, Hellboy is firmly between Endgame and Shazam, which also got a trailer today. I, and I don't know why I said also, because Hellboy got a trailer three days ago. Shazam got a trailer today. You know what I'm trying to say. Shazam came out with the trailer uh, earlier this morning, and it looks like a lot of fun. This could be, like, the first unquestionably good DCEU film. Wonder Woman yeah. would like a word. So would Man of Steel. Um, Man of Steel is great. Definitely uh, not. So a... good. Man of Steel is very good. So not very I'm, good. I'm it's not going to argue with good. whether or not you should enjoy it, but I'm just saying that was not a critical consensus. This is a fine film. Film. It's so good, though. Please stop that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I did enjoy the Shazam trailer quite Man, a bit. it looks like so much fun. It looks like so much fun. The, the, and the biggest thing that's telling me is Zachary Levi has serious comedy chops, and his comedic timing on top of being a superhero is a perfect perfect combo um that whole like saving the bus thing and, and like that yeah. was a that was a really funny joke i really i thought that was great i like just when he throws the the batman at <laughs> yeah. whoever yeah. get him batman yeah. and he throws it at silva uh, silvano or whatever professor Silvana, the the villain and mark it, strong it sounded like uh, Kevin Conroy's voice I'm, coming out of the Batman I'm toy, sure which is. is great. I would be surprised if uh, uh, David, um, what's his name? David, uh, the director. I just know his, I can't think of his last name. Uh, We're doing a good job <laughs> so far. Spot he on. he uh, would be the type of guy who would make Kevin Conroy have a little cameo by making David Sandberg. David Sandberg. I know his Instagram handle, Pony Smasher. But. Which is interesting to think that in the DCEU, these heroes are having action figures made of themselves. Yeah. It's, uh, it's well, it's, you know, it's not unheard of. It's Logan had uh, X-Men comics in it. From... Yeah, that's also, like, a weird idea to me. I don't know. I get it, but yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's know. Neither here nor there. It, it's Anyways. not that. I mean, well, to me, it's not that big of a deal. Spider-Man, they have masks of all the different Avengers. I mean, I was just in a little 
boutique store the other day and there was an elizabeth warren action figure in there so what do i know <laughs> wow did you get that no mm. a little pricey <sighs> anyways um it's actually really funny if you uh watch like any of the car- i mean you know you've seen all the cartoons if you actually remember there's quite a lot of people who you know wear the memorabilia of these guys like flash yeah. has his own museum uh, and his own yeah. statue and then people wear his merchandise to celebrate him and stuff like that so i don't think it's that out there out the realm of possibility um and i just think it's cool to see that interconnectivity between the universe that's the type of stuff that i care about dc said that they were going to slow down the connected universe bit it's going to take place in the same universe but like the story and the characters don't necessarily have to intermingle. And I think that's fine. Just like, let us know that, Hey, we're still in the same universe. We just don't have anything to do with each other in terms of these movies, uh, until we have a team up movie. And that's fine. That's I, that's perfectly fine. Just keep it a shared universe. Cause that's fun for the fans and keep doing this where you have so many different movies with different tones. Aquaman and Shazam are totally different tones. Ban- Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel, totally different tones. Justice League for better or worse, different tone. Wonder Woman, absolutely. It's they all have their own feel. Uh, same as Suicide Squad, again for better or worse, they all have their own feel that don't necessarily. You wouldn't necessarily say they all are like, yeah, this is the perfect tonally rounded out universe. I like that they've always they've taken this comic book approach to it almost, and um, and and like you know done. They've done these characters in different ways, but kept in the same universe, which is nice. Interesting coming from this trailer, because I feel like this is maybe the first time we've seen... There was a TV spot that had the villain in it for like a brief moment or two, but this is the best we've gotten a look. This kind of seems like it's falling into... um, what a lot of people say is a problem with the Marvel films, where the bad guy is just like an evil version of the good guy. Yeah, well, that wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The bad... I'm unfamiliar with whatever that character is. So Shazam, is. Shazam. So uh, Doctor Sivana is just a apparent. I have no idea who he is. I just know he's a powerful person. I haven't looked him up in the comics, but uh, Shazam's main villain is a gentleman named Black Adam, who The right. Rock has been cast as. Who is that? Was years ago. Years ago, I we feel like heard... it's not going to happen. I'm starting to feel that too, and it's making me sick. I'm like, you he's got too... The Rock keep him in your universe this is like marvel could have he honestly i'd be surprised if he didn't wish he was in marvel at this point because he could probably be making tons of money and he would (laughs) the rock is probably the only person in the world who could step into the marvel cinematic universe and easily be the biggest star on screen in whatever character i feel like the rock being in marvel would be like the same thing with will smith and suicide squad it's yeah. just kind of distractingly like I mean not yeah. that Marvel doesn't have huge yeah. actors yeah. in it, but Who'd he be? The Rock would just seem if he was in the Marvel. too out of place. They would just body paint him green and he would just be the an actual live action Hulk. There there you go. Um I actually think I mean he he, he could be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's exciting though about The Rock is that he he uh really is jazzed about playing Black Adam. If you back when he first got announced, he talked about how like he he's loved Black Adam as a kid. That was like one of his favorite comics and he loves the complexity of him being this anti-hero who's this badass mofo. And he talked about it as early as 2018. He he mentioned it or something like that. He he spoke of it. Um and he's as recently. And he and he constantly said and he's constantly been saying you're going to be su-, he said you'll be surprised when you see me for the first time and he said that several times it's gonna be weird seeing 
The Rock with slicked back hair. Yeah, I wonder if they're just not mm-hmm. gonna even keep that. If they're just gotta gonna... have the hair. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Suicide Squad, don't know if this was on your docket, no, Will but Smith Will isn't. Smith's exiting the sequel. He's got a very busy schedule. He's uh, doing. Sure. He's doing that Facebook Watch series, uh, Will Smith's Bucket List, oh. which I just can't imagine um, would allow for any time in his schedule, especially when he's all booked up with Bad Boys for Life, and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i don't know whatever other crap movie he wants to be in i love will smith <laughs> but the dude has not picked uh, like i don't know what happened he needs to fire his agent like look at all of his hits in the 90s what was the last good movie he was in i mean seven pounds you could probably no you could probably say concussion was a good movie you could probably argue that's probably yeah. a good movie and he was i mean he arguably should have been nominated for that role too from what some people say but uh that i mean all the other movies have been honestly i feel like because he was he felt he was snubbed i haven't seen the movie so i don't know but it's almost like since no he he didn't feel like he was snubbed jada pinkett thought he was snubbed he probably big as he probably felt like he was as well but it's almost like since then he has picked movies that would be more fun than gonna be those critically acclaimed roles where he could win awards Hmm. um instead of getting too worked up because i know he put in a lot of work preparing for that role yeah well i don't know we might we might still get him i'm just also kind of psyched that suicide squad james gunn is is gonna it's gonna be a sequel rather than just a reboot because the reason i did what i'm psyched about that is if it was just gonna be a reboot i was starting to get nervous that they truly were just like i don't care about this shared universe thing anymore like, because why would there be a, another Suicide Squad that's totally different than the one we saw in the first movie with no mention of the first one? It just didn't seem right. But Voila Davis is reprising Amanda Waller. Super psyched about that. I thought she was a great Amanda Waller. Could have been written better, but I thought she did the best of what she could. She's a phenomenal actress. I think Margot Robbie is a... Remember pa- the part when she murders a bunch of her own employees and then... That's, um, a, that's Amanda Waller, though. Captain Flags just kind of like... Ooh, blah, 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 blah. Makes a glib joke about uh, it. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Whoa. Will Smith's like, damn, that gangster. Yeah. He says it like that. This is a good movie, guys. It's a right. fucking awful That's movie. next on my list. That movie is so bad. Gonna watch it. It, it, is, as soon as we're done. it is so bad. And the, you know it's bad because David Ayer is constantly tweeting about how he regrets so much of the stuff that happened in that movie. He's like, yeah. Uh, looking back at it, I would have done this and this and this and this. And he actually tweeted at me once. Should have called it Career Suicide Squad. Uh, oh. Max, I have neighbors. There's, um, there's a. There is do they, a. Do they listen to this in a Max stick? They listen live every night. Know, maybe they're right on the other side of the wall. <laughs> they, they have cuts against the wall. They're like, ooh, that was good. There's yeah. a. Good uh, point. Good point, Tanner. <laughs> There is a. I actually got pinned to David Ayer's Twitter feed uh, one time because I I replied to him, and because he was trying to justify something, and I replied to him, and it, honestly, it could have been read as snarky. And then I replied to him. And he like replied. He's like, you know, it's fun to play gotcha, but blah 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 blah. And I was like, hey, I didn't mean to come off snarky, and I told him I understand you didn't have full control of this film. Uh, once it hit the editing room and whatnot, I I don't know. I said something, probably kissed his ass, and then he pinned me to his Twitter feed and said, you know, thanks for the apology, blah blah blah. And then I uh, got like thousands of retweets. That's my claim to fame. Well, you wow. know what? He then went on to make Bright, which is equally horrible. I didn't think it was 
that bad. I thought it was somewhat entertaining. Really but, bad. But I didn't think it was terrible. Best Netflix movie. I haven't seen it. Hell no. Um. Okay. Well, maybe. I think that's going to do it oh. for... Do we have anything else we want to discuss in movie Do you have news? a correction to make? What's that? Uh, the last Cinemaxic episode when we were talking about Kingsman 3 being a prequel, there is actually a Kingsman 3 proper and a prequel in oh, the works. Yes. Yes, Two there separate is. films. Oh, there is. But didn't, yep. they, didn't it One get delayed? One got pushed back. They're yes. com- but yeah, and news, news outlets keep calling Kingsman 3... The, they keep calling the prequel Kingsman 3 when they need to be more... Because the one that got pushed back is the prequel. It is not the third, I don't believe. The one that got pushed really? back is the prequel. I believe so. Okay. Yes, and they keep saying Kingsman 3 pushed back. It's like, that's not... That's, it's a prequel. Kingsman yeah. 3 doesn't necessarily have like even a release date yet. I'm so glad. I, I love the Kingsman universe. I didn't realize they were doing two yeah. movies. Oh, I, I love them too. And I told Tanner... Uh, I think I told him on the podcast last week before you got here... Uh, that I thought Kingsman is one of my favorite movies of all time when I think about it. It's, one yeah. of, it's in my top 25, that, probably. That scene in the church with Freebird is yeah. one of the greatest scenes I've yeah. seen. And we talked about we that, talked too. About it's this. disturbingly Damn, great. Was yeah. You were doing something. I don't know. Um, okay, guys. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the big event of today's podcast. Uh, and... <laughs> And that is, of course, what you all came for, the Cinemaxies, the 2018 Movie Awards show from our very own podcast table right here in our humble little studio. It's time for our award show. And it is time to start our awards, boys. First and foremost, these awards are uh, borderline meaningless and have no weight. But boy, are we neither gonna... do the Oscars. Neither do so. the Oscars. So we're on par with the Oscars and any celebrities or films that are named in our Cinemaxies. You can reach out to us at cinemaxicpod at gmail.com to claim your award, which is nothing. Or maybe yeah, we'll it, retweet you. We'll, we'll, or we'll 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 post we'll post uh, we'll, the winner on Instagram. We'll do something. Okay. Without further ado, it's time for our first category: Best Actor in a Superhero Movie. <laughs> so, Best Actor in a Superhero Movie. Tanner, who is your award going to? My nomination and my award. You can't make me not give it out. You know what, guys? I've had approximately five seconds to think about this, but I'm going with... Tanner, we have well prepared for this. What are you talking about? I'm going with uh, a little RDJ for Infinity War. Robert Downey Jr. His Squidward joke was one of the greatest deliveries in cinematic history. Almost shit myself in the theater. I laughed so hard at that. What's unfortunate is... It was so unexpected. So unexpected, but what's unfortunate is that I found out is funny only really the first time. On rewatches, I do not find it as funny. Maybe. But the first time, I thought that was hilarious and the embarrassing me in front of the wizards bit oh there was some actually good comedy in there which if you go if you go and watch avengers one wow there are some really really bad jokes in there just awful i don't know i watched it last week i just still holds up for me i'm not 
as big of a fan as Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Robert Downey Jr. The Tim. real, the, the heart and soul of the MCU. I would say so. Tim, your award. Uh, William Defoe. In what? Aquaman. Oh. <laughs> I forgot he was as Volko. That bit where he's smiling. And Aquaman that, doing the spitty trident bit. Yeah. And he looks like he's in all oh, of his memes. That, honestly. Smiley does. When I heard that he was he was nominated for best actor, I did not expect it to be Eternity's Gate. I thought it was Aquaman. And by uh, God, the man is such a supporting actor, but he was so great they gave him the leading role nomination. That's that's a lie though. I'm not gonna not going with William Defoe. You're not? No. I'm gonna go with Josh Brolin in Wait for it. Not Deadpool. Infinity War. I would have thought Infinity War first, so I don't know what you told me to wait for. I didn't think it would be Cable. Suspense. Eh, He did a good Cable. It was a pretty good Cable. I would have actually preferred Kira Knightley. I know that was just a joke in the first movie, but I got excited for the idea. Mm. The Stinger is like a first Bueller's Day off riff where Deadpool walks out into the hallway from the bathroom. He's like, you're still here? Go home. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, the next movie's going to have Cable. We don't know who's going to be. Maybe Keira Knightley. And I was like, all right. That's an idea. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Maybe next time. So my award for best actor in a superhero movie. Pitter Patter. It goes to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, it's, I'm going to give it to uh, Jason Momoa and Aquaman. Of course. That's, I, really? How could you not give it? No. No. Oh, no. I forgot. I forgot to add one of our categories. Um, um, Aquaman. Why? Because they said, hey, Jason Momoa. Oh, going through with it. Hey, Jason. Yeah, I am. Hey, Jason Momoa. We want you to play yourself, but just be Aquaman instead. And they And he said, hell yeah, brother. And the rest is history. And Jason Momoa gave the greatest Aquaman performance in the history of a live-action film. Uh, which also happens highly, to be the only live-action film that Jason Momoa was, uh, that Aquaman has ever been in. Okay. Moving well, on. Enough of that. To our next category, Best Actress in a Superhero Movie. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to start this one off. And say, the best actress in a superhero movie has to be Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, Avengers, Infinity War. She really sold me on the care and compassion she had for Mr. Vision. Uh, something wow. something I, I didn't really care for Mr. Vision. I uh, didn't really care about their romance. But they made me care. And Scarlet Witch, you know, giving her, essentially trying to give her life to save him was a very emotionally impactful moment and something I never would have thought I cared about, but yet there I was caring about it in the theater. So So much care. Mr. Vision will live on, uh, maybe, I don't know. He actually might be one of those guys who's actually dead. That's that's up there. He might actually be dead, just like uh, Zatanna. Not, Not Zatanna. Gamora? Gamora. Spoilers. Who is Zatanna? She's from If you haven't DC. seen Avengers oh, Infinity War, like of one of the biggest superhero movies of all time by now, then... Uh... <laughs> what is what is the time span for spoilers? Like when you can start actually talking about the movie? Uh, probably like three or four months, I think. 
Okay. That seems fair. How, how generous. Um, I'm trying to remember all the superhero movies now, that actually Does this came have to be a live year. action superhero or can it be an animated? Oh, see, so you're just wanting to include Spider Verse here? Or Incredibles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, boys. Come on, come up with something. I don't know, boys. You got it. When you think of the superhero movies that all came out this year, they were all very male-centric films. I mean, Black Panther had um, a lot of female characters in it. Ooh, yes. Who played Shuri? That was... I'm going to mispronounce it. I think Letitia. Letitia Wright. Wright. Yeah. I'm going to give it to her. I liked her character a lot. She was my favorite thing in that movie. You know, how could you mispronounce Letitia Wright? It's L E T I T I A. That doesn't sound like Letitia at all. Yeah, that might Where's be the... how he might mispronounce well, how'd you, it. How do you mispronounce it, Letitia, without a O oh, T A T I A? Sha. Yes. Mm-hmm. That might be it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and go with that one as yeah. well. I was thinking Haley Steinfeld, but I like uh, I like Shuri a little Haley, bit more. Haley Steinfeld. Spider Lady. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Oh yeah. That's not bad. Next category, best director in a movie with two or more directors. <laughs> best director in a movie with two or more directors. And wow, let me tell you, there were a lot of them this year. But for me, the obvious winner is whoever took over for Brian Singer because I... Uh, I don't know his name, and I can't find him. Oh, as my a God. <laughs> who took over? Who took over for him? It only gives one credit for the director. Dexter. Bryson. Just look up who directed Rocketman. Rocket the same Man, person. Right. Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and speak. I'm going to go with Ron Howard. Ron Howard. In a movie. That's a, that doesn't count. That had three directors. You said, said two, two or, or more. more. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, you don't count. I don't. Jeez, what, is, what is this? Oh. It's amateur hour. Oh. Um. I I would also say Ron Howard. Dexter yep. Fletcher. That's what I said. Dexter Fletcher was the was the uh guy who took over where well, I, I sounded like Jeff Goldblum there was the uh uh guy who uh takes over for uh Brian Singer and Bohemian Rhapsody and leads it to uh best picture nomination and win in the Golden Globes and best picture nomination at the Oscars and won way more awards than it should have. But I'm not going to blame Dexter Fletcher for that cuz this was Brian Singer's film apparently. He is my award winner. Ron Howard, I agree with Tim. Uh, Solo was not my favorite Star Wars movie of the Disney era, but the fact that he was able to essentially remake the film in such a short amount of time and for it to be as coherent and watchable Mm -hmm. and entertaining as it is, is impressive. It takes a steady hand. It takes an experienced director. A real professional. It takes Opie. Anyone else? Andy Griffith show. Yeah, anyone else could not have done it. I watch the Andy Griffith show literally every day. Okay. Moving on to our <laughs> next category: Best Actor and Actress in an Animated Role. So for me, 
Best actor in an animated role. Tanner, you go ahead. You might have a better idea. Go ahead. Um. Mm. Mm. Well, so I saw mm. three movie, three animated films in 2018. Mm. Spider-Verse, Incredibles 2, and mm. Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Mm. Um, mm. So... so mm. Nick Cage is Spider-Man Noir. There you go. Oh, there. What a sleeper pick. Go. And we're going to the lines he now. He does so much with so little. We're going to the lines now. Nick Cage, welcome to the show. How do you think of this award? Please don't. That wasn't even close to proper language. I can't. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> oh my god. I am having a stroke. <laughs> Someone call nine one one. What the no, fuck we, was that? We have to, we have I to, am losing my mind. We have to finish the Cinemaxis first. Uh, I can't feel my left arm. Um, Did you just have an aneurysm in I, trying to do a Nick Cage impression or I something? I think you just witnessed something. I don't know what that was. That, I need to go to the hospital immediately. Tim, who's your leading actor or actress in an animated role winner? Hey, thanks. Uh, Brian Cranston. And Brad, all, Brian Cranston. Brian Brian. Cranston. Uh-huh. Owl Dogs. Owl of Dogs. Owl of Dogs. Oh, yeah. That, I guess, is animated. Yep. Who was Brian Cranston in that? Chief. Oh, that was Chief. Okay. Yeah. I am going to give my award to uh, Jake Johnson as Peter Parker. Peter B. Parker. Peter, Peter B. Parker. B. Parker. He, was, he was in consideration for me. Yeah. Peter B. Parker. Because he, Jake delivers the perfect... Um, honorable superhero with a sh- sh- you know uh, schlump uh, hobo uh, bozo sure character that you oh, want, right. and you get it with Jake Johnson in this Peter Par- Peter B. Parker character, and he he delivers an emotional performance. I uh, and uh, he's very passionate about. He had his a good role. character arc. He did, he did. And um, another thing about Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse is uh, they collectively all probably got an Oscar for that animated movie. They mm-hmm. probably all have an Oscar sitting at home. They might. Probably. They might, yeah. So, without further ado, Best Supporting Actor in a Superhero Role. There's a lot of superhero nominations in here. Yeah, who put this list together? Damn it, Tim. Best uh, actor, Best Supporting Actor in a Superhero Role. Wait a minute. Oh, I already know who's getting it. It's William Defoe as Volko and Aquaman. There is such a sense of as when I see Willem Defoe perform as Volko in his tight man bun, I see him as transformed. And <laughs> in a new light. This is the worst night of my life. <laughs> And he gives such a presence to Jason Momoa's Aquaman as if to say, come to me, son. I will be your father. And his... Tim, what are you laughing at? (laughs) (laughs) He he gives a haunting performance as Volko... Aquaman's trainer and uh, Willem Dafoe, best supporting actor in a superhero role. Tanner, who do you got? Tom Holland in Infinity War. 
That scene where he died. Oh, he made me cry. Whew. He didn't make me cry. He didn't make me cry. He made me upset. Oh, he made you sob. I didn't sob. Mm, I've got no tears left to cry. I saw those pictures, Tanner. Tim. Uh, I'm going to go with John Mulaney and Spider-Verse. Spider-Ham. Okay. Do you float through the air when you smell a pie? That was a great bit. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I, I was dying when I heard that bit. <laughs> People love me for my John Mulaney impersonation. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Please. <laughs> Best supporting actress in a superhero role. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'll tell you who's going to get this award. It's Amber Heard as Maron Aquaman. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, she's also that's gonna, a shocker. She's also going to win another one of these categories a little lower down. <laughs> but uh, let me tell you, when Amber Heard first came to Hollywood, the first thing people told her is, I don't believe in you. And now look at her. The ex-wife of Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. And now um, the heir so apparent think... to Atlantis... Queen Mara, red-haired beauty, skin like porcelain. So I'm going to have to give mine to Letitia Wright again, because there was no like leading female role in a superhero film this year. We're doing best supporting. Right. So she gets both for me, I guess. I like her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Haley Steinfeld in uh, Spider-Verse. She's more of a lead than supporting, Fine. though. Fine, I'll go with... Think? Choose a living character. Choose a real human woman. Choose one, coward. Fine, I'll go with... Who's the girl that played Domino? <laughs> oh, Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats, man. Zazzy Beats. I will say about Zazzy, uh, she took a character I've never heard of before and otherwise wouldn't have cared about and thought wow that is actually she's that's a badass character that's a really cool character her power is luck she's just super lucky that is a freaking awesome idea and i'm i actually wanted to read more comic books because of her performance and that's probably the greatest award and compliment we could give her yes moving on best yelling guy or girl in a film and i'm gonna go with patrick wilson and aquaman (laughs) Did you add that just for that just scene? That, Rise, Atlantis! <laughs> he just he shouts so hard all the time. There's a clip that Patrick Wilson actually retweeted and and laughed at because it's all the times he yells in Aquaman and Tanner. While you're bringing that up, I, I I'm gonna I'm play not this. bringing it up. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, Why I bring it up? While I bring Dude it up, yourself. <laughs> Tanner, pull up that clip. Tanner, come on. Pull up that clip. Um, Well, y'all haven't seen Mandy, have you? Because the Mm -hmm. clear winner here is Nick Cage in Mandy. Boy, does he scream in that movie. The screamiest scream that's ever been scrum. Wow. The screamiest scream that's ever been scrum. All right, one second. I'm about to pull it We should make that a shirt. Okay. That's our first Cinemastic merch. The screamiest scream that's ever been scrum. No! I can't seem to find it. One second. Oh, that's too bad. 
maybe we should move along with this podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> it's um, almost so 10 o'clock. My favorite scream or yell. Hmm. Does John Krasinski yell in a quiet place? Um, he, I think he does to save his kids. Like, no. I'm going to do that. He goes, no. Okay. I'm okay. going with John Krasinski. Sure, this is gonna sound great. It's gonna sound so bad. <laughs> I think we're gonna start losing people at this point. Uh, <laughs> hold on, Max, you're fired from the podcast. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. All right, best movie soundtrack. Uh, I'm gonna go with First so Man. First Man has the best movie soundtrack. Uh, best movie soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> no doubt in my mind. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's not fair. Hey, here's the real answer, you idiots. It's <laughs> Suspiria. Which, by the way, Bohemian Rhapsody. I have not seen Suspiria. I haven't either, but my dad gave me the soundtrack for Christmas, and it's a good soundtrack. Ah. Mm. Bohemian Rhapsody is just the greatest hits Queen album. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. also the main reason that movie is any good. Y'all want to know something for real? The song 39 me. is better than the song Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if I've probably haven't because the media has tricked you into thinking <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody is a really great song. Who doesn't love Bohemian Rhapsody? I love it. Check out Thirty Nine. You didn't watch the Oscars, but uh, um, uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey uh, did a uh, Wayne's World bit and presented Bohemian Rhapsody as one of the nominations. That was actually really, it was really funny. It was great to see them together again. Sure. Worst movie of the year. What did we see that was the worst movie of the year? <sighs> Tanner, um, what was the worst movie you saw this year? Probably Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, although I'm not going to count it because that was not like a theatrical film. Um, in theaters, the movie I hated the most was uh predators predators no um the predator i'm sorry the predator mm. the predator tim what about you buddy so are we doing streaming as well or just in sure netflix can count hmm well i wanted to say aquaman really i think no i just wanted to make no. max man i'm gonna have to go with uh cloverfield paradox Oh, I f that was way at the beginning of the year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, all the way back in February. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Super Bowl. Uh, that was Super Bowl. Know. That was pretty bad. The worst movie I saw this year was um, a little ditty called The Holiday Calendar. And was uh, this a Lifetime Christmas movie? This was a Even Lifetime. Better. Probably a Life was originally meant to go towards Lifetime, and Netflix picked it up. And essentially, what it is... One that 
Lifetime wouldn't even accept. Is a talented photographer stuck in a dead-end job inherits an antique advent calendar that may be predicting the future and pointing her toward love. It was uh, really bad and wasn't any good. So I don't know. I guess I don't know what I was expecting uh, with that. It just wasn't good. And I didn't like it. Other than that, I actually didn't watch too many bad movies this year. You know, I watched quite a lot and uh, none of them really came off like bad. You know, none of them came out. Watch the Predator. It's awful. Crimes of Grindelwald is a close second. I did not like that movie at all. Thought that was real bad. Yeah. Thought that was real, real bad. Moving on to most cringe war. Yep. Most cringeworthy performance by an actor or an actress in a leading role. And now I have a very unpopular one. It's Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. I thought he was not good in that at all. I didn't think he was good. I have an unpopular one as well. I, I the whole I'm gonna burn it all. I was like, oh god, that sounds real forced. None of that. I wasn't buying. Did any- you fucking watch Aquaman? Well, Did you hear any line of dialogue <laughs> any actor delivered in that movie? I think he's distracted by the Jason whole Momoa's Black pecs. Manta Papa Manta sequence in the submarine. Um, last time I checked, you bastard! Is- <laughs> Damn you, <laughs> Max. <laughs> I was, okay, it's a performance, and I'm not going with, you know, Black Manta's daddy. I'm going with a, a guy who led a film, and it's... it's He didn't lead a film. Michael B. Jordan, I didn't believe a single thing he was doing in that movie. Not a single thing. I was like, hmm. I'm, well, if, if we're doing lead actors, I'm going to go with Jason Momoa in Aquaman. I will fucking kill you <laughs> right now. Uh, we are doing lead. I guess, yes. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Um, this is our show. You would choose Aquaman. It was cringeworthy at no, points. It was great. Yes, it was. It's so cheesy. No, it was great. Very cheesy. You're cheesy. You're made out of cheese. I could cut into you and you'd be full of provolone. You'd be like one of those mixed bag of cheese sticks that you can get at Hy-Vee. Kraft? No. Best Hy-Vee, choice? No, worse. Hy-Vee brand, yeah. It's like full of old mozzarella. Colby Jack sticks. You know... I'd hate to use the term cringe because I feel like it's overused. And especially with <laughs> the, with this particular character, but That's, that is such a tanner thing to say. <laughs> I'm I think I cannot the the robot in Solo. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, god. That's the, good. The, yeah. the 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 robot rights robot. Ugh. Which I mean, it's not like it's an inherently unfunny concept. It's just I, it didn't. It, it didn't land for me. It bats you two over the head with today's themes. It's like, well, again, yeah. I don't. I mean, Star Wars can mix in themes. They always have. I it think just, it, it felt, be more subtle. It felt out of like that would have worked. It felt like a weird holdover from the Lord and Miller version of the film. Yeah, like it didn't belong with the rest of it. Yeah. She dies. Oh yeah, now she's well. She Falcon. is the Falcon. Yeah, mm, I don't know how to know about that. I did like the <laughs> robot revolution, though, when the gonk droid is stomping on the keyboard. That was oh, funny. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, Tim. Oh, wait. You already I answered. already went. Okay. On to my favorite category of the day. <laughs> Best bear in a leading or supporting role. Uh-huh. And, and we have a list of nominees. And the nominees are 
Paddington. From Paddington 2. My uncle always said a marmalade sandwich doesn't work. Does a bad wonders? You're doing like this weird Cockney (laughs) accent that like he does not have. British people only have Cockney accents. I don't even know if that's Cockney, but that's not. I don't know what it is either. It's like old timey English. Number two, Winnie the Pooh from Christopher Robin. Tim, you got this. Christopher Robin. That's the best. That's the best Winnie Pooh I got. Piglet. Piglet. Ooh. Piglet, we got to go save Christopher Robin. Honey. Honey. Oh, <laughs> bother. Oh, bother. Oh, bother, honey. Christopher and, Robin. And the final one, the the <laughs> zombie bear from, what is the movie? Annihilation. Annihilation. <laughs> the zombie bear from Annihilation. Help me. Those are our nominations for best bear in a leading or supporting role. What a fantastic group of nominations we have. Uh, I'm going to give number one, the award goes to Paddington. Freaking Paddington wins this award. He was snubbed at the Oscars. He won't be snubbed here. By gosh, by golly, he is the best bear in a leading role for 2018. Uh, I vote Paddington as well. You're damn right. Well, you, you guys are losers. I vote Winnie the Pooh. Sure, you sure. He, <laughs> sure. He got snubbed as well. He got snubbed for best actor. All right. Uh, he, 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 you know, he could have been. Moving on to the next category. Best boobs. And we have one nomination. I did not approve of this list. One nomination and one winner. And we all came to the conclusion that best boobs goes to Chris Hemsworth and bad times at the El Royale. What a pair on him, huh? Rocking chest. Just truly ripped out of his mind. I've never seen anything better. It was just beautiful. Spectacular. Biggest Oscar snub for me, it's Paddington 2. No doubt about it, is my number one Oscar snub. That should have been a potential Best Picture nomination. Should have absolutely been in there for something. I don't even know. Cinematography, I don't know. There needs to be a voice lead, a voice role option because, man, what a great job that guy who voiced him did. <laughs> ben Wishaw. Ben Wishaw. Tanner, who is your biggest Oscar snub of the year? Ba, 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 ba. You were never really here. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, not Hereditary? It got... Oh, it didn't get nominated for anything, did no. it? No. Uh, I still think you were never really here. Noy. Uh I'm going to second that. You were never really here. Should have gotten nominated for... Sure. Um, Soundtrack, yeah. directing, cinematography. Yeah. It, 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 I think people would be interested to find out that I really think one of the main reasons Paddington 2 should have been nominated was for te- cinematography. I thought there was great cinematography in this thing so you need to check it out it's excellent it's very wes anderson-esque um next category best picture netflix edition um what was the what was the best movie you saw on netflix this year that's gonna be hard um 
It might also be the worst movie I saw this year, Christmas Calendar. <laughs> I think that's like... You liked it more than Mowgli? Oh, no, no. Mowgli is number one. Yeah, I guess Mowgli by default. I don't know what else I watched Roma? on... Oh, yeah, I didn't watch Roma. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with Roma. Let's just say Roma. Yep. Okay, you say Roma, I say Mowgli. <laughs> Roma. I actually rewatched Mowgli the other day, and uh, actually, it why? Because mm, you know, people around me wanted to watch it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll we'll watch it." Just so stand up for it. yourself. We watched the movie, and then I was like, oh, "I will this not movie. watch this well, movie." That wasn't as bad as I remember. <sighs> Best actor and actress in a leading role. Now, this one is where it's going to get interesting. Um, for me, best actor in a leading role is Christian Bale for Vice. I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was... I, I, I'm genuinely stunned he did not win it. I I truly thought he was a shoe-in. Um, that was actually one of the... Other than Green Book winning Best Picture, that was one of the fewer times I've ever been kind of shocked at who won the award. And Best Actress in a Leading Role is... I'm actually going to... Uh, I'm going to give this to someone who wasn't nominated at all. And uh, give me one moment to look up her name because it is... Tony Collette? No. It is a little bit difficult. It is... Where is that? Um, Thomason McKenzie from Leave No Trace. Thomason was seriously um, next level in this. And she has not been in many other things. And she was... So, so good and leave no trace. And I thought it was a crime she was not nominated. This this was a beautiful performance by an incredible young actress. And if there's any reason you should go see Leave No Trace, it's for Thomas and Mackenzie, who gave a seriously awesome performance in that role. Tanner, who is your leading best leading actor and actress in a film? Um, I'm gonna go with Ethan Hawke in First Reformed. And, of course, for actress, Toni Collette in Hereditary. You really loved her in Hereditary. Dude, that's the most just vicious performance I saw all year. Vicious. I still need to see that. She was only vicious for like five minutes, too. So, but, well, not referring to like the character itself, but she just brings it. Tenacity. She just brings it. Tenacity. Just brings it. Tenacity. Tim? Uh, yes. So the best actor for me is going to be Rami Malek uh, of the movies I've seen. I still think he did a phenomenal job as Freddie Mercury. Okay. And that's who I picked to win best actor. Mm. So there you go. And for best actress... I am going to go with Yelitsa Aparicio from Roma. Mm. Wow. Because wow. I did not see a lot of movies uh, with <clears throat> with leading ladies. The fuck was that, with you good mutant? Of a performance. I'm <laughs> 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 um, oh, good. Good, Tim. Um, best actor and actress in a supporting role. For me, the best actor in a supporting role um, was no doubt my boy Adam Driver and Black Klansman. He delivered a great performance because it was 
every bit comedic, but also uh, serious because the, the the topics were serious. And uh, even though Spike Lee was going for this, you know, comedy drama, um, Adam Driver perfor- performed admirably in what he was tasked to do. And uh, admirably, Adam admirably, you would say. And uh, I thought he was absolutely great in that. So I gave him the Oscar, Cinemaxi rather, <laughs> uh, for best actor in a supporting role. And for best actress in a supporting role, I'm going to give it to, oh, that's right, Amber Heard for Mara as Aquaman. <laughs> no, I'm going to slap you. No, I'm just joking. Um, I'm going to give it to actually a, a real sleeper pick here. I thought Dakota Johnson was great in Bad Times of the El Royale. Um, I agree. I thought she was very, very good, and I liked her quite a lot in that. Um, and so I'm going to give uh, that to Dakota Johnson for Bad Times of the El Royale as my best actress in a supporting role. Tanner, best actor and actress in a supporting role for you. Best actor in a supporting role is going to go to Brian Tyree Henry in If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. Very brief, but um, powerful mm-hmm. performance. Um, actress, sporting actress... It's going to go to Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Academy gave her an award for lead. She's not the lead in not, that movie. Not acceptable. She's not the lead. The cinematic does character. not recognize this. We don't. I'm correcting them. Oh. I'm correct. I'm doing it better than they did because I'm doing it the you right way. You should host it next year. She's a supporting character in the film, and she's great. So Olivia Coleman, Favorite. Fantastic. Tim. Yes. I am going to go with, uh, for best supporting actor, Adam Driver in Black Klansman. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Oh, help. Uh, Phenomenal job. Uh, It was one of those performances that you kind of, I guess, it it was a while since I last saw it, but, you know, rewatching it, he did a fantastic job. Had a lot of comedy in places that it needed to be, but it didn't feel like it you know, ruined the story or made the um, subject they were kind of to touch upon. Um, it didn't dirty it at all, which they did a great job. And for supporting actress, I'm going to go with Claire Foy from uh, First Man, the wife of Neil Armstrong. Uh, I thought she did a very, very good job um, just kind of being Neil's emotional support, um, being there for him after their daughter passed away and everything. Um, Boilers. Spoilers. Well, I said this on the last time or the last the top ten podcast, so they should all all be spoiled already. Uh, but yeah, that's my supporting actress. And to wrap up the show, um, our best picture winners of the year. Now, this could be doesn't have to be one that was nominated, just one that was your best picture of the year. Um, and I'm gonna go. And what what I approach this with was like not my favorite movie of the year but what i truly believe is probably the best okay. picture of the year and for me Aquaman. That, and for me that is vice i thought vice was a phenomenal picture from start to finish i was enthralled by the story i was uh taken aback by the various different forms of government corruption corruption that uh, i saw happen on screen that were all true um 
and the performances were next level and uh i can't wait to see what adam mckay does next because man uh, i i truly truly loved vice and that is the best movie of the year tanner you were never really here mm. you weren't you weren't here Mm-mm. not really no never wow you're giving it to that yeah okay oh, yeah loved it loved it because when i first watched it i've only seen it once immediately mm-hmm. after i watched it i was like ah mm-hmm. but just it stuck with me and mm-hmm. it, it grew mm-hmm. on me grew into me mm-hmm. grew through me it's a part of you now it's mm-hmm. part of me mm-hmm. it's beyond me mm-hmm. it is you but isn't you and like the movie i'm not really here anymore are we even here not really i'm fading uh fast tim damn it i don't want to be like i don't want to be copying tanner uh choose your so own. i'm deciding between nothing wrong with being right true don't be a coward i'm deciding between you were never really here green book and black Klansman. but i'm gonna go with you were never really here uh i think that one sticks with me the most uh, emotionally mm-hmm. uh Green Book was really good as well. I watched that this past weekend. Um, I can definitely see why it was uh, it won Best Picture, but yeah, I'm going to go with You Were Never Really Here. And one last sleeper <laughs> category. Best sex scene. In a th- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no Max. <laughs> play the, I, I, play uh, this out. Uh, well, Patty Nindu had a shocking one, let me tell you. Ooh, um, yeah. That really knocked the stuffing out of me. You know what I'm saying? Boys, I think that's going to wrap up our cinematic. No, Paddington's not a teddy bear, right? <laughs> what is oh, he? that's right. He's Wait, a what real, is he? He's he's a real, real bear. bear. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a teddy bear? No. Winnie the Pooh is. Yes. He damn right is. That's going to wrap up the 2019 Cinemaxes for the year of movies in 2018. I hope that was as funny and as ridiculous as I hoped it was to me as it was to you. So I, uh, I, I don't even know what I'm saying at this point, but I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you share it. So as always, you could share this with your friends, with your family, <laughs> put them through this. <laughs> You know, put this on your Facebook wall. We would surely appreciate it. We love when you share our stuff. You can find us at Cinemastic Pod on Instagram. You can find us at Cinemastic on Twitter. You can email topics and suggestions and comments to at CinemasticPod at gmail.com. Um, be sure to subscribe to us on anywhere Apple Podcasts, uh, yeah, Overcast, anywhere podcasts are heard. You can subscribe, you can play, you can uh, share all that great stuff. Please do any of that. It helps the podcast tremendously when you put in uh, that little bit of effort. I really, we really, really appreciate it. Um, Is there anything else we need to do? No, there's not. So without further ado, for my co-host Tim Reichmuth at Tim Trist and my good buddy Tanner Rush at Danger Rush, I am Max Fozzie at Max Leadham. Wait, Max Leadham at Max Fozzie. Your host... Your friend and the guy you go to for all your movie goodness. I hope uh, I hope you had a great time with our first ever Cinemaxis in 2019. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. See ya.